This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Bloomberg Quick Takes Tim Stenovic from Bloomberg Radio. And coming up, we've got a great guest. We've talked to him a few times before when he was Chief Financial Officer of Impossible Foods. And we've talked a lot too on air about just how food production, uh, food products in general, they are seeing a lot of disruption, a lot of innovation when it comes to how we produce food or the types of offerings that are out there. And that is expected to continue when you talk to a lot of those individuals in those space. And it's just a case of kind of scaling up. So Let's get to uh, David Lee, because last time we did talk with him, he was CFO of Impossible, uh, and he was on the board of the green tech ag startup App Harvest. Well, he's now president of App Harvest, which now trains uh, trades under the ticker APPH after going public via a SPAC. It's a certified B corporation. So, David, so nice to have you back here on Bloomberg. How are you? I'm well. I'm so glad to speak to you again. I'm excited to share the latest about App Harvest. Well, tell us about the latest. You guys have gone public. Um, why? And why through a SPAC? Well, at App Harvest, we recognize the urgency of the mission we have required that we find long-term partners and access capital to scale our business fast. And with the ability to partner with Novus Capital and now to be traded on NASDAQ, it's a wonderful sign that investors are ready for companies that are making a better food company. You know, we like to think our product using a fraction of the water and producing a, a delicious tomato for now, but more to come will appeal to consumers. But we're now seeing that our company, uh, a company that treats its employees better, that's better for the environment and for consumers' health is being appreciated by investors as well. Yeah, it's interesting to see. And I feel like a lot of investors are looking, you know, I talked about innovation disruption. We've seen it in a lot of spaces. Um, and I think, you know, everybody's now watching the food space very closely. You mentioned, David, tomato. You mentioned less water. It's indoor. There's no chemical pesticides. The yield uh, is about 30 times more. You're doing it at Appalachia. That's where you're doing it. Um, so in an interesting part of our country, um, specifically, we... I called it a green tech ag startup, but I feel like you are doing a lot more in terms of the cycle and supply chain of food. What is it about the technology that to you really stands out and is very strikingly different from what we know and we've come to uh, understand is how we get all of our food? Absolutely. You know, I like to think that App Harvest is revolutionizing food from seed all the way to the plate. That means that the non-GMO beefsteak tomato seed that we grow in these enormous greenhouses, since we have a 60-acre indoor farm, nearly 2.8 million square feet under glass, in the heart of central Appalachia, that we not just grow great tomatoes from the seed, but that we employ highly skilled workers in the United States who can have a great living wage and make a product that uses 90% less water, have no chemical pesticides, and tastes great. You know, it it's from seed to plate that the whole company is designed to be better. And it's whether it's our nanobubble technology that allows us to have the right amount of nutrients and oxygen in the recycled rainwater or the fact that we're looking at automation to help our human employees, the, the data intensity. We have AI so we can watch how our plants each grow. It's all of that that allows us to stop shipping in nearly two-thirds 
of the vine crops we import into, into the United States from outside the country. Right. It's all the way from seed to plate. Um, that's what we're seeking to do here at Up Harvest. And for those folks who are watching us right now on YouTube, you can see some of the video in terms of what they're doing or go to their website because your, your greenhouse is massive. I think last time you were on, we talked a little bit about this, but what about power efficiencies? Because I know one of the concerns has been about some of hydroponic and some of these in-house big greenhouses is the use of power. Yeah. Well, we're working hard to leverage, for example, passive solar and new technology. You know, we like to use the natural uh, place that we're located for the recycled water and for the fact that we can use the natural sunlight that peers through our farms. You know, the, the country just went through a lot of tough weather in many parts. Mm-hmm. And what I was gratified to see is the hard workers that at Harvest in our Moorhead farm you know, sometimes they had to show up in a tractor, but they showed up and our business model ended up being incredibly resilient, much more resilient than an open field farm would be. Um, and so we'll get better and better on everything, on how we use water, on how we reduce our power consumption. Uh, but for now, we thought it was important to create a big step forward for right. U.S. agriculture um, in Kentucky. Hey, David, before we get back to talking about App Harvest, I want to know something our team wanted to know. I mean, you were both COO and CFO over at Impossible, and many would argue they were on the cusp of just a lot more to come. Why did you move on? Well, to be clear, I'm a huge believer in Impossible Foods. And between you, me, and I guess the rest of the world on this call, I I exercised every single option that I was granted because I really believe in the mm-hmm. business we built. It was interesting, I was listening to some of the commentary on your show and you know, when 90% of your consumers at Impossible Foods are meat eaters, meat eaters like you, mm-hmm. and when you can raise $1.5 billion from sophisticated investors, kind of shows that the world really is ready. Not, not the plant-based world, the meat-eating world is ready for products like the Impossible Burger. Um, so to be clear, I am a absolute huge believer in the business we built there. And full disclosure, I've had some um, uh, plant-based sausage, some beef. I have tried it. I'm just <laughs> so I do try. It. Well, the thing is, I also listen. What you guys are doing too at App Harvest, we cover the difficulties, the increasing difficulties because of climate change and other situations and metrics in terms of being able to feed the world. And I do wonder, you know, with what you guys are doing at App Harvest and what you were doing at Impossible Foods, like how do we need to think about feeding the world going forward and what's it going to require in terms of space, technology, ingenuity? Like how do you approach that? Well, the importance of the question you're asking can't be, um, you can't be underscored enough. If you think about what it takes, it, it takes the recognition first that whether you love to eat meat or you love to eat plants, the bottom line is this world cannot make enough of it for the demand that uh, institutions like the UN forecast by 2050. And in the face of climate change, it's so much harder for these American agricultural workers to keep pace. You know, the solution has to be a combination of the best technology, which we think we have at App Harvest a recognition that we have to use climate to your advantage. I mean, the the recycled rainwater is because our farms are in areas that seem to be getting wetter and wetter. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it it requires a recognition that you have to be transparent. You have to shoot straight with the consumer. The consumer is pretty sophisticated. They'll pick the right future 
they got to be given another opportunity to pick better for their own health, but, but also for the planet. I think all these things are important. It, it's why all of us together, Impossible Foods, App Harvest, many of the companies you, you cover, all of us are required to right. achieve the outcome we expect. Well, Cousin TJ, who's listening to our show big time and just sent me, I, I had uh, tweeted out a, a shot of your website and he highlighted back, you know, Central to our mission, meaning your mission, App Harvest's mission, we're within a day's drive of 70% of the population. You know, solving climate change will ultimately also mean, like, if we can figure out how to grow things, make things, grow, you know, locally. And I do think Absolutely. about that. How much of what you guys are doing can we scale up? Can we do enough of this around the country to make, you know, to provide a significant portion of food to Americans? Absolutely. You know, um, some have forecasted, many studies have been done. One says that the U.S. needs 20,000 acres of climate-controlled farms like ours. Uh, and if you think about it, all the long-distance trucking of tomatoes and vine crops brought in from outside the United States doesn't do the world uh, any good. And frankly, doesn't give the consumer a great-tasting product. Oftentimes, they're covered in these chemical pesticides. The Netherlands is an incredible real-world example of a country that embraced these enormous at-scale indoor farms. And they're one of the largest exporters of produce to Europe. We intend to do the same thing right in coal mining country in central Appalachia. You know, take some of those lost jobs to, to coal, coal, the coal mining industry and turn them into sustainable, skilled labor that serves more locally product that people can believe in. That's that's the idea, and I think we can do it. Well, you know, it's interesting you brought up Netherlands, because reading around your website and, and just reading in on this, you know, I was going to ask you, because you guys are tapping into the ag and construction firms and universities in the Netherlands. I mean, what is it about, what do we need to know here in the U.S. about what Netherlands is doing when it comes to farming? Because I do feel like these are the trends, the innovations that investors are going to be increasingly looking at. Well, I think it's a wonderful case study. You know, many investors... Um, they need to understand how things can be accomplished. And the great news for App Harvest is the technology of today pioneered across the world, not just in the Netherlands. I was on a call with a, a large institution in the Middle East. You know, there are parts of the world that have developed not only the technology, but the economy, as you find in, in the Netherlands and Holland, as well as the expertise to produce large scale farms that produce product better. Um, I think that uh, when you have technology already exists and consumers that have long awaited something better, mm -hmm. it just takes corporate will and capital uh, to achieve the outcome. What about the cost of the produce that's going to come out of it? You know the criticism for organic for a long time and probably still to some extent is just like, okay, it's great, but not everybody can afford it. Well, it was really important that we create the ability to be affordable and available a big part of that for us is the fact that we can increase yield by 30 times. You know, when you mm -hmm. have a 30 times improvement in yield, when you use 90% less rainwater, and, and you, as a result, produce a product that actually is better than the average product, you know, we think we'll be able to provide a great compelling cost. Sometimes we talk about our product is actually premium in quality, but we don't intend its price to be premium because we think our economics can bear out affordability as well. Hey, just got about 30 seconds left here. So what are we going to be hearing from you guys in this coming year? Uh, is it build out? Is it more investors? What's what, what should we expect from just quickly? I think it's going to be very similar to what you've seen in the last 60 days. Um, I it, There's going to be build out. 
Um, there will likely be more and more uh, investors interested in a company like AppHarvest. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, and you're also going to see us be able to look at other companies and partner with them. One of the privileges of being early to being public when you're a pioneer in the U.S. in your field is that you can set the course and find other like-minded companies uh, and through partnership in the business development or acquisition, uh, create a brighter future. I think all those things uh, will come uh, in time. Well, I hope you'll continue to carve out some time for us because we'd love to hear more about your progress as you continue uh, on this. Um, David, thank you so much. David Lee, he's president of App Harvest, former CFO and COO at Impossible Foods.